Welcome to the Where Humanity Meets Technology podcast, where we talk to business leaders about cybersecurity, data management, and advanced digital solutions to provide strategies to increase the profitability of your company. Now, here's your host, Maurice Hamilton, the CEO of Infinivate Consulting Services. Welcome you all to our podcast. Uh, my name is Maurice Hamilton, and I actually am the founder and CEO of Infinivate. And this is our podcast, and we call this one Where Humanity Meets Technology. And in this podcast, we like to interview CEOs, CIOs, chief security officers, and talk a little bit about how they're using technology to for the betterment of their organizations and the betterment of, of mankind. Topics can vary from anywhere from data management, cybersecurity, digital solutions, the use of artificial intelligence, machine learning, blockchain, and we just like to keep it real and talk about all the things with technology and the way it impacts us today. I mentioned before that my name is Maurice Hamilton. I actually have over four decades of experience in the uh, IT industry, and uh, we just want to thank you. So I want to introduce our guest. We have Amy Wee, and that's actually with us today. And she's going to talk to us a little bit about cybersecurity, her role with the organization, and a little bit about their or their company. And so thank you, Amy. Welcome for being with us. We are honored to have you here today. Thank you, Maurice. Thank you. Thank you. So, it's a uh, pleasure to be here. Thank you. Thank you. It's always nice to see meet people in the industry and just have the, a really great conversation. Thank you. So today we're actually going to have a conversation about cybersecurity, and we're going to kind of take a deep dive with, uh, uh, get Amy's perspective actually on cybersecurity and talk a little bit about what Stellar Cyber does with uh, in regards to cybersecurity, how they approach the marketplace. And, uh, and we'll take it from there. All right. So, Amy, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, and uh, how you actually got into the industry and uh, and give us a little bit about your role with uh, Stella Cyber? Great. Thank you, Maurice. Yes. I have been a software engineer for over 20 years. I worked on the various um, products. And then about in sometime around the 2015, right, I I was more motivated to look for something to start up to solve some real world like problems that will make a big impact. So at that time, what we, I saw was I felt like with the digital transformation happening, there will be a great need. There, there's I call it a cybersecurity crisis. Why do we have a crisis? Because with the digital transformation, there's that opens the door to a whole new set of attacks, but we have a talent gap with our existing tools. There's not enough security analysts to operate the platform to fight, to defend, to fight the attack. So my vision at that time is to develop something that will coverage, cover the whole attack surface and leave no blind spot behind and also be able to quickly detect and automatically respond. So greatly improve the efficiency of the security analyst. So especially for those organizations that have very lean security team. So that was all the reason why I started this company. Okay, excellent. Awesome, awesome. Now, a little bit about your clientele. Are you guys actually focused on the, the public sector or private sector, or is it actually a combination of both? Actually, we we are uh, agnostic, like vertical agnostic. So our solution can be used for any uh, public or private, any sectors. 
Okay. Like, uh, currently, education, finance, retail, health, manufacturing, uh, those are the verticals. Government too, like uh, we we uh, we have our product deployed. Okay, and I think I read something on the website where you guys actually have a an application where you can actually do discover the attacks using artificial intelligence. Can you tell me a little bit about that? And, and do I have that right that you're using artificial intelligence now with cybersecurity? Yes, definitely. Yeah, so we all know today we are very exposed, right? I think a personal experience-wise, you'll probably receive more phishing emails, texts, all those. So a lot of times, hackers got our, our legitimate credential. So they come into the system but through uh, legitimate authentication. So it's very hard to stop them at that point of time. A lot of tools fail because like it's normal. But our theory is after the coming, they will do something. So they cannot be 100% like your normal uh, business operations. So, so there'll be suspicious behaviors. So for those suspicious behaviors, it's harder to use the traditional uh, signature-based approach. That's where machine learning comes in because machine learning can profile your normal behavior and then identify those suspicious behaviors other than threshold based. Got it. So, and I, I remember I, I used to teach uh, classes and tell people and said one of the, the really key features would be, for example, it'll say something like apple.com or, or call apple.com. And I'll tell them that, well, you really can't call them. That's something that's unusual. You don't get emails from them or, or the uh, IRS is actually saying, call the IRS. The IRS really doesn't call you. Exactly. They'll send you a letter. <laughs> And so when you say suspicious behavior, so do you guys have algorithms inside the application where it can actually say, this is a little bit different. This isn't normal. These are some distinctive characteristics that we're picking up that should be considered odd. Is that the way it works with like on algorithms and behavior? Right, definitely. For example, uh, somebody is accessing your Office 365 at 3 a.m. in the morning, and then suddenly this user never accessed the asset in your organization when they start to access that asset. Those are all suspicious behaviors. But because suspicious behaviors can also be normal, like it's just your IT came in that night, right, uh, doing something that uh, it's not uh, necessarily bad. So we have next step is to connect those weak signals to then you discover the more complex attack. We call it connecting the dots or allow people to see the forest rather than tree using the machine learning, a graph, graph ML. Okay, excellent. And does it actually create like a dashboard that you alert the the, uh, the technology officer, the, the individual that's responsible for security and say, hey, look, we've noticed a pattern here. You may want to take a look at these particular unusual behaviors. Is that the way it works? We'll do it that, like a dashboard? Definitely. We have an amazing thing, a dashboard called the incident. We display in a graphical way how exactly that happens, which asset, which users are involved. We provide the context. This is what happened and who are involved and why we think it's suspicious because this is your normal behavior. And then in this incident, what actually happened? So give people, we use the human understandable language to describe Mm -hmm. exactly what happened rather than like uh, describe the algorithm uh, behind, right? So 
make it more understandable to everybody. Okay. Are you noticing any kind of trends or any kind of behaviors from when you speak with the different executives or organizations and they're coming up and saying, hey, we're noticing these patterns like that. Are you guys actually being uh, uh, alerted to different uh, behaviors that they may be uh, identifying or anything out there? We, we actually, there are a few cases in our uh, real customer experience. We actually caught signals that uh, like there were real ransomware attack mm -hmm. happening. And then in our system, we caught <clears throat> signs. For example, um, before the ransomware attack happens, that we have detections like their anonymous data transformation or uh, anonymous account access. So prior to that, that's our goal. So our whole goal is to catch the signals early before the attack progress to the uh, stage that cause huge damage to your system. Mm -hmm. And then we also build automatic response so that you can disrupt the uh, and the contain attack early. Okay. Are, are you noticing that there are more zero day attacks out there right now, or is this pretty much still the, the same as it's been for like the last or consistent for the last uh, 12 to 18 months? Uh, definitely. I think the what we observed more things happening are like phishing. Definitely is a top thing that's happening a lot. So account takeover is a main focus we put in because that's at the very front, like getting to the attack stage, right? That's the early stage. So we, we focus on that. And another thing is ransomware attack. Maybe you have heard about it. Mm -hmm. uh, Nowadays, ransomware attack is not only just do encrypt your file, they also steal your information, your files outside. So that's right. You need to pay me ransom. Otherwise, I will just publish your data, right? Sell your data, all those uh, various types of actions. And when I mentioned that ransom uh, attack at the scale, uh, the other day, I think I read something about ransomware as a service. So people wow. develop the ransomware and uh, let other people use their service to issue the uh, ransomware attack. So make it so much easier for hackers, for people who want to do this uh, type of attack. Okay. Uh, that is something new. I haven't heard of that, but I will definitely mm -hmm. go out there and do some research on it. Mm -hmm. And uh, that is something else. Ransomware as a service. Interesting. Right. Yeah. So they are also think of ways. I think on the attacker side, uh, attack side, they are also think of ways how to uh, make their one breach make much bigger impact. Mm -hmm. For example, like the supply chain attack. Right. Mm -hmm. It all it takes is just you compromise one um a machine or get one credential, and after you get in, you just spread the impact through the supply chain and get to access to thousands of companies. That's very scary. It is. That's very daunting. Yeah. Uh, I, I know I want to ask you a little bit about, and I, I, and I probably should have prefaced this before because you just triggered my mind to think about Web 3.0 or even with blockchain. I know those are some, some interesting technologies that we actually, that's starting to take place now. Um, mm -hmm. But I want to ask you one question before I get to that particular subject. When it comes to clients protecting their storage, I know there are a lot of clients out there that may have on-premise storage. They may have a hybrid up into the cloud. What kind of solutions are you recommending for your clients when they actually have like their storage, especially if they actually have it in a, in a hybrid type environment? 
Do you have any kind of special solutions for clients, especially when they have like huge data lakes? Yes, I, I think nowadays uh, from, from our customer base, right, we see, although a lot of people start to leverage the cloud uh, solutions to put their data in the, say, S3-based solution, but there are still customers who want everything on-prem, right? They want NFS-based. So I think security solutions still need to support both. Like for our, for our product, we can be deployed on-prem or we uh, we have provide the SaaS service. So it really <clears throat> depends on customer requirement. Then data can reside in their on-premises storage, like NFS or in the cloud, S3 or OCI, uh, Amazon, right? Those object store. Okay. Right. You know, I, I used to, I remember probably not so long ago, let's say maybe four or five years ago, I remember speaking it in front of an audience and I, I asked for people to raise their hands if they knew what the dark web was. And I was really surprised that, and these are some leaders of different organizations, the size of people that didn't know what the dark web was at that particular time. Um, so I'm, I'm hoping that today, many, many people, especially if they're in IT, they know, I'm sure they do, but I don't assume anything anymore, that they do know the, uh, the dangers of the dark web. When you actually speak with the clients, I know we mentioned that some of the trends that we're seeing out there was a huge increase in phishing. And I, and I think that's actually going to be more prevalent, especially if we're dealing with uh, economic uh, uncertainties and the economy starts to change. And it's not just here in the United States, but it's also worldwide. We're starting to see some changes there. And I think more and more people are going to actually start to go out there and use different methods and different strategies. And like you mentioned that ransomware as a service, I said, I mean, that is just like spot on. Uh, well, I can see that happening. Are you noticing any other trends that are out there uh, right now? Because, and I remember about maybe a month ago, Twitter actually announced that they actually had a, a breach in their security. And I know it happened a few months prior to that. Are you noticing anything else that's out there? Because I really don't hear a lot from really large companies anymore saying anything that's happening. Are you seeing any other trends that are out there right now? Yeah, I, I think back to this digital transformation thing, right? <laughs> so there are different aspects I see. First and um, foremost is, as we already talked about, is this hybrid environment. People move some of their uh, asset or applications to the cloud, but they still have on-prem. So it's uh, more in a, how do you protect this hybrid environment rather than what we had in before it's all on-prem and uh second thing is about pandemic like change the things speed up the work from remote right so now as you just mentioned in your organization you hire uh like across us mm -hmm. uh, i think that's true for most of the organizations today people work from everywhere yeah that's a second uh trend i think the the third thing it's about proliferation of SaaS services. Mm -hmm. Nowadays, SaaS services enabled a lot of business that was not that was not possible before or greatly dramatically uh, in increased people's productivity, business uh, efficiency. That, that all positive uh, impact it brings. But on the other hand, it comes the security issues, right? Because we are much more exposed than before. Nowadays, if you want to find somebody's phone number, you just need to do a search. I'm sure like there are lots of sites will list your phone number there. And uh, 
uh, last thing is about the agile software uh, development. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, we shift to this agile software development. There's uh, CICD, right? Continuous integration, continuous development renders that greatly improve the uh, software development efficiency. But on the other hand, all these good things comes with some security risk, increased security risks. Do you see uh, the same thing? Oh, absolutely. hundred percent. And uh, and I actually have talked to a few people about that, especially with guys who are in charge of development. So I 100% agree, 100% agree. Right. Yeah. yeah. So what we try to do is uh, in such kind of digital environment, the digital transformation, how can we develop tools, platform that can help people to protect their whole attack surface, mm-hmm. no matter where it is, their network, their endpoint, their cloud, email identity application, mm-hmm. everything covered, and then detect the attack as early as possible and stop it. So that's in a very high level, our mission statement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With the platform. And what do we do? Okay. <laughs> and and, and, that, and I, I brought up some information when I looked you guys up and I was looking at the, some of the platforms you have. You have that OpenXDR. Is that one of the tools that, can you tell me, well, actually, can you tell us a little bit more about the OpenXDR? Sure. Yeah. So what I just described is what our OpenXDR platform tries to achieve. So uh, there are a few things uh, in the few components. First is we collect the data sources from the whole attack surface. So we have to cover the network endpoint, like a cloud and then uh, your email identity and application, like all this we have to collect. So without seeing it, then you have a blind spot, right? So that's the very first um, problem we solve. And after we solve that, we normalize and enrich the data with threat intelligence. Mm -hmm. So automatically, then people don't have to manually do that during the analysis phase. And then we apply various types of detection technique, like uh, including the machine learning, as you just mentioned, mm-hmm. the AI, but not only AI, because we know there are still a lot of known detections that's happening. So we leverage also the uh, traditional signature-based, known uh, attack model-based detections. So we combine all this together. The goal is to early detection. Now, after we detect, the next thing we do is we combine the weak signal into stronger signal, like uh, connecting the dots, we form incident. So we piece those alerts together to show people a complex uh, attack, how it happens. Oh, interesting. Okay. Well, I was thinking about what you were saying there, and I, I thought about that, having a conversation with someone saying, let me show you how this happens. And do you show that in real time so they can see that? Uh, like in a real time type application, it's where you can, they can actually see it coming all together. So is that how that works? Yeah, we do have a red team. So we simulate mm-hmm. attack and then show people this is what happens and this is what we detect and show the incident. Okay. Oh, so it's a yeah. simulation. Got it. Okay. Right, right, right. But in, we also, our product in the customer's environment, we really help the customer detect issues that happened. So that's where customers see value in our product. Mm-hmm. Interesting. 
So one of the things that I actually, when I speak with the, the individuals, especially if they're like the CSO, CIO, that particular level, mm-hmm. and I and I talk, well, we always talk about compliance. Everybody wants to make sure you're compliant with it. But I tell them, say, you know what? Let's go back and, and actually do some auditing. And let's do me even if it's depending on, you know, what their compliance may be. They may be like every two months or whatever the case would be, but at least do it on a quarterly basis. So you have a general idea of what's happening out there. It, do you actually find the same thing where you actually want to do it, at least be consistent about auditing and actually going, maybe not as, as a comprehensive diet, but at least do some pen testing. Let's do the auditing on a on a frequency basis. Do you actually approach it from the same same uh, mythology? Yes, I, I think the pen test is another way to verify how good is your defense, right? Mm-hmm. So we do have combined the pen test. For, for example, one thing is our customers hire pen test to do the pen test for uh, of our system, see if we indeed have strong defense. And uh, we, we actually show the greater results there. And also for ourselves, we also partner with vendors like Pentester or um, Bass, right? The bridge tech simulation vendors. So that, because you always have to test your defense with some offense. Yes. Um, so besides our own, we, we do have our own red team testing. We develop scripts, tools uh, to simulate attack, but we do work with attacker like Pentester or Bass providers. Okay. And ethical hackers, I'm sure you use utilize those guys every once in a while. Yep. Make sure. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. So changing channels just a little bit. This is more of a, a futuristic thought. And mm-hmm. I was just thinking about with blockchain and with the and some of the the security measures that come in blockchain. How do you think that blockchain will actually impact uh, the cybersecurity world in the in a in a when it's actually fully implemented and is more adopted into our society? Yes, so I haven't uh, studied too much about the blockchain uh, areas. Mm-hmm. I cannot claim being the <laughs> like uh, expert or having too much insight there. But uh, first of all, I think why why impact currently why the ransomware attack is so like pervasive now. One of the reasons is because of the uh, cryptocurrency, it's harder yeah. to trace. Right, mm-hmm. you make the payment through cryptocurrency, and then made it easier for hackers to collect the ransom. So that's uh, that's one. But I, I think in future, really to make this, to leverage the benefits of blockchain, we, we needed to really uh, think about the security, right? Mm-hmm. That, that has to be built into and also uh, make it possible for people to trace or control. 100% agree. I I think it's going to be interesting to see uh, all the different measures that we actually implement to even take cybersecurity to another level and to protect everybody, protect the data, protect the information, protect the finances. There are so many different elements that we have to protect. And and I think that we're starting to see the evolution of that and going to a much higher level. But you're right. There's so many different uh, people who are not ethical and uh, they're figuring out different ways that they can actually go back and steal our information. Right. Yeah. So mm-hmm. on the defense side, we have a long way to go, but I think we'll right. have to win this war. It's a cyber uh, security war, right? When you think about. Well, Amy, I really want to thank you for joining me today for the podcast. And this is definitely one of those situations where humanity actually meets technology because cybersecurity, cybersecurity does impact us all. Uh, thank you very much again. And uh, 
And for our listeners, uh, please feel free to follow us on Facebook, follow us on on a YouTube and download our podcast and spread it to other people. So, so thank you, everyone. Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from your host, connect with Maurice on LinkedIn at Maurice Hamilton. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.